Hi there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Man United Fan podcast. My name is Paul. Hello and welcome. Alright, um, today I'll be talking about the the opening game of the European Championships Euro 2020. Uh, the game between Italy and Turkey. And I also will be talking briefly about um, the Super Eagles friendly matches with against Cameroon over the past week. Two matches were played between Nigeria and Cameroon, and um, the results were not very convincing um, from the Super Eagles. I'll be talking briefly about that and my thoughts on performances of the Super Eagles in the friendly games. Um, my overall thoughts about the Super Eagles at this point in time. But first, I would like to talk about the European Championships, which is um, the main tournament going on right now. Um, Italy were able to trounce um, Turkey 3-0 with goals from Demirel and Ongo, and Lorenzo Insigne and Immobile um, getting the goals for Italy. It was a convincing performance by Italy. They dominated throughout, created chances had possession of the ball and were clinical in the second half. In the first half, they struggled to create openings against a well-organized Turkey defense who actually packed the bus. But Turkey became more adventurous in the second half and the Italians capitalized uh, from the openings that presented themselves. So, great victory for the Italians. Um, I based on the reports I have, they are now unbeaten in 28 matches. In their last 28 matches, they are now unbeaten. They've never lost to Turkey in any game. They continue that winning run. Eight wins against Turkey head-to-head. So, it's looking good for the Italians, who will be playing Switzerland and Wales later on in the tournament. So, that is basically um, the, the Turks... Um, they have some good players in their squad, no doubt about that. So Yunchu, Onda, Burak Yilmaz, and a few others who do well in their domestic clubs or in their respective teams. But they were very poor on the night. They were defensive-minded. They, they hoped to keep it tight, I believe, according to, well, if I were to try to anticipate or... Explain uh, their manager Seno Gunas's approach. Uh, they tried, maybe they were playing for a draw because it it looks like the strongest team in the group, and um, they probably fancy their chances against the likes of Switzerland and Wales. And they, I believe the, the Turks have believe they have the quality to um, get results against those teams. So they wanted to keep it tight and see if they could. Um, um, hit Italy on the break and you know if possible get a smash and grab victory but it wasn't to be and the Italians proved their class proved their their quality should you know people having the likes of um, Cellini and Bonucci in the central defense with all that wealth of experience um, not even considering hardly been tested throughout the game. Donnarumma wasn't tested. In, he had only one save to make, which was going wide anyway. I think he was just trying to stop the ball from going uh, for a corner. 
for the Turks. So it was a, a comprehensive victory for the Italians. Um, this is their first victory by Trigo Maggi in the European Championships in their history. So that's um, a nice record for them to to break at this point in time. Although the Italians, to be fair, were the home team. The game was played in Rome, which is pretty much their home ground. But officially, they were the away team. But um, I don't think um, Turkey's capitulation is not an excuse, even though they were more or less the away side. Um, in reality, but officially, they were the home side. All right, that's it, basically. Um, good luck to the Italians. Um, I'm not sure which game they'll be playing next week, whether it's going to be Wales or Switzerland. But um, the Italians will fast themselves uh, winning the group and progressing to the next round of the European Championships. Uh, some teams, or, well, not some teams, some analysts believe they are the dark horses um, of the tournament and could pull a surprise. Uh, we expect the likes of France, Spain, Portugal, Germany, England to do well, but the likes of Italy, the Netherlands could be dark horses in this championship and could pull a surprise or two along the way. So let's see how things pan out. Um, I also like to talk about the Super Eagles of Nigeria. Um, I'm a Nigerian, so I'm also passionate about the Super Eagles. Um, they played two friendly games against Cameroon, um, one a few days back on Wednesday, and uh, and one last week, Thursday or thereabouts. And it was a poor performance, generally, uh, uh, across the two games. They lost the first game to Cameroon 1-0, with a goal from Zambo and Guiza. The Fulham midfielder, and the second leg it was a goalless draw. It was a much better performance from Nigeria in the second leg, but they were a bit wasteful in the chances they were able to fashion out. Of course, the team was depleted. Many players were injured, and many of the regulars, regular starters, didn't do were not available for selection. So that could. That of course affected the team, but um, you would expect that with the quality in the side, Nigeria to do better against our arc rivals, Cameroon. Uh, some players did okay. Um, I'll just quickly talk about a few of them. Alex Wobi, um, he has had a very underwhelming season in the Premier League last season. It was. This last couple of months, he has been poor. Although you could argue he was being used out of his favorite positions, he was used more of as a wing back for Everton by Carlo Ancelotti, who has now departed and returned to Real Madrid. And so it will be has been has had an indifferent season at best, and it appears he has carried the form into the Super Eagles as well. He was poor in the first game against Cameroon. In the second game, he was much more improved. So I guess he needs more games to get returned to his best form, from all indications. He was much more improved and was probably one of our best players in the second game. He flashed some chances for him, who couldn't put them away. And 
unfortunately there are no more matches for the Spigos until if I'm not mistaken in September when we'll be taking on when we'll begin the World Cup qualifiers. So uh, another player that did well in the second game was Moses Simon. He was very much involved and was one of our most dangerous players. He and Hinacho, Hinacho missed a few chances. Um, but I can't think of any other person who did okay. Um, in the day, we had a decent game, but he wasn't pulling up any trees. But the car was not really tested, and the defense wasn't really tested. Um, Jamila Collins had a poor game on the, in the two games he had was very wasn't very good. Um, Jamila Collins is supposed to be our backup. Well, he used to be our first choice fullback before he lost his place, and now he's backup to. He's now backup to. Zaid Sanusi. And that is um, Zayt Anusi, who just earned his debut. He's doing far better than him, you know. So, uh, well, I guess it's not. It would be wrong to judge uh, the team too much based on how the fact that the team was depleted with, with a lot of injuries, and of course. And it's been a long season, brilliant one. So players will be tired and looking for opportunities to uh, get some rest. So I'm not surprised that things have turned out this way. In any case, um, Jonathan needs to look at how he can fix the issues with Devin Spigers as the World Cup qualifiers um, come soon. And um, it it won't be good if we take this form into the World Cup qualifiers. That would be disastrous for the country and his job. And I'm sure Amadou Pinik will not will not waste time pulling the trigger if we begin to draw games against the likes of Syria alone and all that again in the World Cup qualifiers. So. That's it basically. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing this every day during the championship. I don't think it's possible. I'll be doing the broadcast from time to time. Um, especially if something significant happens, if there are upsets, if there are some controversial incidents or issues that come up in the course of the tournament, I will be making podcasts. Uh, for now, I will sign out. I want to thank you all for for listening. I appreciate you all for taking out time to listen to me ramble and rant and discuss football. Um, of course, the season is over. No more Premier League football. Uh, of course, uh, the transfer window has opened and I'll be looking to make podcasts if Mayu are able to sign players who will improve the squad. Uh, reports suggest that we are close to reaching a deal with Borussia Dortmund to sign Jaden Sancho. I hope that deal is sorted as quickly as possible so that we can focus on getting other targets. Serious teams are already tying down their targets. Man United should begin to learn to identify targets and go for them and get it sorted as quickly as possible. No more pen pinching.
and more, please. Okay, Man United, if you are listening, which I know you are not listening. All right, thank you very much, everyone, again for listening. I appreciate you all. See you in my next podcast. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.